0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Welcome to the forty-ninth episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Coon. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I'm going to take this chance to share another comment from Apple Podcasts from one of our listeners. This is from Cole Hearn. I actually know Cole. I worked with him in Delmarva, and uh, he was a Game Day uh, Grounds crew member. Uh, One of the best, need I say? Bobby hosts a very interesting podcast that focuses on life working inside Minor League Baseball. He has had numerous people from all over the country join the show and share their stories of working in Minor League Baseball. Minor League Baseball is a job that requires long, rigorous hours, but also creates some of the best memories you'll ever have. Bobby does a great job of encapsulating that in this podcast. It is a must-listen for anyone who loves baseball and wants to hear some awesome baseball stories. Always remember the first thing you learn when you start working in minor league baseball is how to pull tarp. I couldn't agree more, Cole. Thank you so much for the review on Apple Podcasts. Don't be afraid to leave a rating or comment of your own on Apple Podcasts, folks. Also, share the podcast with friends. They can listen to it. Literally anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure to follow me on Twitter for all up-to-date news on the Pulling Tart Podcast at I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. That's right, it's R.A. Coon. I'd like to welcome on a special guest, Ben Whitkins. Ben and his brother are behind the idea of the Beloit River Rockers a fan started movement that promotes a new name of the team in Beloit. Can't wait to chat about this with Ben Witkins right after this break. Ben, welcome on to the Point Tart Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening tonight. Uh, explain to the listeners what you are trying to achieve with the idea of the Beloit River Rockers.
0: Yeah, so this idea of the Beloit River Rockers was essentially an evolution out of our Save Snappy petition. Uh, which we launched a couple months back in response to the, qual- well, in response to the poor quality of the proposed names. Uh, from our opinion, again, just real quick, the proposed names: Moo, Cheeseball, Polka Pike, Supper Clubbers, and Sky We felt that those were uh, lackluster options. But despite the success of the petition, 3,500 plus signatures and growing. Uh, We we didn't want to be falsely perceived as the -the stick-in-the-mud guys who just oppose everything. Mm -hmm. And when it became clear, basically, that the organization was going to move on with a new name they were adamant on moving on from Snappers, essentially, uh, we decided to come up with River Rockers as a compromise. Um, So the beauty of River Rockers, from our perspective, is that it updates the current Snappy mascot, and then it adds the proposed names that the team provided to create one big mascot rock band. So fans get to keep the Snappers tradition, which has historical ties to the community, and the organization gets new merchandise opportunity. So not only from uh, the updated Snappy logo, but from all the different new mascots, similar to the Milwaukee's uh, Famous Racing Sausages, for example.
1: Okay, very cool. Um, I'm I'm on record on the internet. Um, the the Twitter sphere and the the Facebook and all that stuff. Um, so I'm on record saying that I liked a few of the brandios names. Um, speaking from a marketing standpoint, um, as as you and I discussed, um, I was the director of media relations and marketing for the Snappers for three years. Worked for the team for a total of four. Um, and was heavily involved in the community and the front office, um, you know, making sure that the community had 70 home games to, to go to each season. Um, so I do like it from a marketing standpoint. Um, but I brought you on because I think, you know, your, um, idea, you know, needs to be discussed and shared, um. And at the beginning of this podcast, um, we it always says my my buddy Nate, who is the quote unquote producer, um, Stove Lake Media, igniting conversation, and that's exactly what we're going to do with this episode. Um, So I'm I'm certainly open to to hearing your ideas, and obviously because I agreed to have you on, Um, so. I, yeah, I, I do kind of like what you're going with here. Is, is a, it's a nice compromise, um, and it gives the fans, you know, more mascots to root for, um, more merchandise opportunities, and that kind of stuff. Um, I am partial to the name snappers. Uh, as you can see, Ben, I, I showed you before, I'm wearing my first-half championship Uh, t-shirt Beloit Snappers t-shirt from 2013 Um, that was my first year with the team Um, a lot of great MLB players on that team Um, so so yeah I just wanted to say you know on record that I'm I'm certainly open to your idea even though it's not my my first choice and I hope you can respect that (laughs)
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we respect the range of opinions on this. It's definitely uh, a subject that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, Coming, speaking from ourselves again, I, I mentioned at the top we started the Save Snappy petition, so mm-hmm. we love the Boyd Snappers, man. We we yeah. we really really love that name. Uh, but really, uh, when we River Rockers is all about compromise, and and uh, we think it's a win for both fans and and the ownership.
1: Okay, so. And, and I do agree that that these names from Brandios are kind of out there, um, which, you know, a lot of new MILB teams, their names are like really out there. Um, but so why, and this is an impromptu question, so forgive me for not having sure. this on the outline that I gave you. Why is, um, you know, having Snapper Sundays not a good enough compromise I guess
0: well uh, snapper Sundays is 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 good but it, it feels like um, an olive branch uh, and it just feels like um why 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 are we doing it why are we getting away from uh, a name that has so much regional significance so much historical significance um for a new name that doesn't resonate with anybody now it's not like when they came out with these names it's um you know it's 50 percent support it's 30 percent support it's it you know it, it's it's a hundred percent or not a hundred percent obviously but it's like 90 percent negative feedback when they came out with this um there are a couple outliers here and there yourself included who like some of the options mm-hmm. but the just the onslaught of negative uh social media feedback that the team received was the impetus for why we got started in the first place so we, we just uh we, we think it misses the mark and uh yeah we're we're, we're happy with snapper sundays but uh the other six days of the week are important, and, and we just don't want to be labeled as, as one of these five.
1: Sure, sure, I I get what you're saying. Okay, so so yeah, I mean, clearly Quint Studer has been a guest on this podcast, so um, I appreciate everything that he's doing um, in same here. in the community. Same here, yeah, Bobby. yeah, I mean, I I know, um, and you've you've been on record in multiple interviews and articles saying that you appreciate. Him and Diane Hendricks and Dennis Connerton and everybody that was involved that worked extremely hard, um, quite frankly, to, to save professional baseball in Beloit. All
0: right, that was going to be my next point. It's not like, oh, we're appreciative. It's I, I explicitly state Quinn Stewart saved baseball in Beloit, Wisconsin, and I don't think uh, that can ever be forgotten.
1: Right, right. Um, so, and then, okay, so this is where I was going to go is. Um, you know, so clearly I'm, I host this podcast. I talk to multiple people, you know, lots of people in the industry. I have lots of friends in the industry. Um, and those new names. So I'm just going to list a few, you know, new names, um, that weren't very well received, um, when it was announced or, you know, or when there was voting or what have you, um, but are, killing it now um in attendance and merchandise sales um the jacksonville jumbo shrimp is one of them the rocket city trash pandas uh the el paso chihuahuas um those are just a few um the amarillo sod poodles um again those are just a few names that are kind of out there quite frankly um and they they weren't very well received from the public and from the fans at first um do you do you think like maybe you're jumping the gun a little bit and maybe this people just need to like let this sit for a year and resonate and then you know maybe they'll and maybe they'll appreciate the uh supper clubbers or what have you i don't i don't know um so, yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts on on that. Like, as an industry, that's the way it's trending.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate this point. And what you're bringing up is are a couple examples of quality rebrands. And mm-hmm. um, let's focus on uh, the Jacksonville Shrimp, for example. Mm-hmm. I believe their former name was the, the Stars, if I'm not mistaken.
1: The Suns.
0: Or Suns, excuse me. Thank yep. you for the question. Yeah, um, yeah they went from the Suns. To the shrimp, so I think the case can be made Uh, that's a really good example of a rebrand. So there's a big shrimping community in the in the Jacksonville area. Sure, yeah. Suns, you can argue might might be a little on the on the generic side. So I think they went from a little bit generic to hyper specific regionally. So it's like that is an example of of a rebrand that I think makes a lot of sense in. People can rally around, right? But just on the flip side of a of a good rebrand, there are also bad rebrands, and uh, I'll bring up one example in, in New Orleans. Uh, mm. the 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 Zephyrs, I believe, was yeah. was the name, and uh, they you know had great great support, and uh, you know fans loved the Zephyrs, and then they came up with the idea to, to change over to the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and long story short, it didn't go well. Uh, the team yeah. enthusiasm left, uh, and, the, yeah. and the team disbanded, and, and I believe they're in Wichita now. So yes. it's not like you, you do this, you do this rebrand, and everything just is is roses on the, and, and, and money is made on the other end. There are examples, uh, and we've listed these on a petition. There are, there are on our petition site, which I encourage everyone to check out. But there are examples where rebrands go bad.
1: Okay, I you're you're not wrong. Um... In that example that you listed, I mean that team, the the baby cakes, they they did move from New Orleans to Wichita, um, but yeah, and then um, they, what happened there? They, oh, I just you know I think the team left because they were, well, number one, so attendance was down, and that's not a secret, Um, but I think that's because. There's so many things to do in New Orleans. The last, the last like idea for, of something for someone to do is to go to a minor league baseball game. Um, but I do get your point. That is a good example. I will say that much. Um, so, can well, you, it's, it's just, yeah, go ahead.
0: It's, I think that just the point is we don't want change just for you know, change's sake. There are good rebrands, yes, which you've outlined, mm-hmm. and I'm so pumped about, let's say, Jacksonville's success. That's awesome. That's exactly what we want for Beloit. Right. But on the on the other side of that coin, there are examples all over the place of it, of it not going too well.
1: Okay. All right. I understand. Uh, so can you kind of describe the jerseys that – I think it's you and your brother that you yeah, guys came yeah. up with?
0: Yes. Uh, my, my brother and, and I are the uh, – co-organizers of, of this movement and just we're so happy to, to 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 have experienced the community wide community support that we're getting sometimes we get ideas and submissions from fans that we bring to life and supporters mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say fans but supporters uh, but yeah that, those we're, we're, were the main ones leading it
1: okay so can you kind of describe the jerseys that you guys came up with and why did you choose those colors
0: yeah. Um, so we basically wanted to accomplish two goals with our new look. We wanted it, uh, to, to modernize the, the current stampers logo and we wanted also something that screamed rock. Uh, obviously team plays in rock mm-hmm. County along yeah. the rock river. So yeah, we're the river rockers. So we, we wanted, we wanted it to scream rock. Okay. And we thought black was a great rock color. Uh, we loved red as well. And, uh, with our, with our new logo, Snappy ditches the backwards baseball cap to show off his, his new red mohawk. Okay. And obvi- obviously when you have a turtle mascot, you need some green, green in the logo too. So uh, snappers have always had those dark greens and we want to do something new and different. So we thought okay. neon green was a great way to modernize Snappy.
1: Okay. Vague. And uh,
0: we, we used a color that really hasn't been used much in, in minor league baseball. Yeah. So, believe it or not, you know, this was, a, the, the uniforms was a was a tough process. I mean, there's, there's, there's passion, there's um, back and forth with designers, there's, uh, but we think uh, we think we, we hit the mark and we think it's like a really fresh look and we're getting positive feedback from not only Beloit, but nationally.
1: Okay. Very cool. So, what's your connection to the boy Snappers and Snappy.
0: Yeah, my, my family's been going to Snappers games uh, for for my whole life, so I'm just kind of you know in my blood. Uh, my older brother ran the scoreboard for the, the co organizer I mentioned. He, my my older brother, um, he he ran the scoreboard for for three summers in the late nineties, mm-hmm. and I worked uh, as well for the Snappers for a couple summers in high school. I worked the concession stand. I sold dip and dots, and uh, I actually. Was Snappy the Turtles? So um, definitely, uh, definitely a lot of strong connections to the Snappers.
1: All right, awesome. Um, it's still the same scoreboard. Uh, last <laughs> last time I checked, um, so so that's still there. Um, and I have also been Snappy on multiple occasions.
0: Okay, what do you, what do you think about that? I gotta know.
1: Um, as to me,
0: it was the worst job well because it was so hot it was so hot so
1: i will be honest with you i was never snappy during the season okay oh, um it was always off season events um you know when we didn't employ hourly employees and stuff like that um so i i was the one that went to the schools to to read. Oh, got it. um i was the one that went to Um, community events like, um, the farmer's market and that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that was always me. Um, the, the costume was very old. Um, I remember that much and it was very smelly. Um, and so being in a mascot costume is, is hot enough. Right. Um, but it was, and I've been in multiple mascot costumes, and Snappy was the most uncomfortable because of the shell. Because like, mm. there's nothing to straighten out your back. Your your back like kind of like goes to the shape of the shell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: oh man, you're bringing back flashbacks. I know, yeah.
1: and and I am not a um, I'm not a tall person. Um, I'm very average i'm like five seven probably and everybody else in the front office was taller than me and when they tried on the snappy costume their legs were always coming their human legs were always coming out at the end of snappy's legs so by default i was always snappy um so but yeah i mean um you know my connection to the to the snappers um we we discussed it before we started recording a little bit. I was the director of food and beverage for 1 year, um which I was absolutely not qualified to do. Um and then I was the director of media relations and marketing for 3 years. I was the PA announcer and DJ for all 70 home games um from 2014 to 2017. Um, and I, I lived in, in Beloit. I was a frequent flyer at the rock and, um, and, um, what, what was the bar called? The Irish bar.
0: Um, oh, Suds O'Hanahan's.
1: Suds O'Hanahan's. I was a frequent flyer there as well. Um, and yeah, I was, I was a West side Beloit person. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I, I,
0: it's fun, It's funny you bring up Suds. That that bar is now Hatley's Pub, okay. And uh, we were just endorsed by the uh, by the new owner of Hatley's Pub. We've been re- we've been receiving a lot of local endorsements from downtown business leaders, okay. And uh, yeah, really pumped about that Hatley's endorsement. So, okay, very uh, cool. Very cool.
1: Yeah, Suds O'Hanahan's was was the spot, man, in downtown.
0: Oh, man, good great spot. Well,
1: that other bar that's, like, next to Suds, I mean, i don't know what it is now, because it was probably six different things in the four years that I was there. Right. Um, but that was a frequent spot as well. Um,
0: it wasn't Denali's, was
1: it? No, this was after okay. Denali's. It was a bar called Rivals for a while.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 um, I went to Rivals, yeah. Yeah, so I worked there also in high school, uh, as a cook at Denali's before it became rivals, yeah rivals was a fun spot,
1: yeah, yeah, um but yeah, uh so many great memories from my early twenties in beloit um mm-hmm. it was it's a fun town it it is you know and and you know the Midwest gets ragged on a lot um but I thoroughly enjoyed my my time in beloit and i I wouldn't take it back for for anything um
0: that's really cool I'm great to hear that people sleep on it and, and I'm, I'm so excited about like all these potentially new fans from Florida coming in to check out games Okay, and they're, they're gonna be surprised because I think many of them might think it's it's farmland you know Yeah, and they're gonna come they're gonna come to Blois and they're gonna see a cool downtown with hopefully thriving and open businesses and yeah. um, it, they're gonna be like wow this is not what I expected so I hope uh, when Derek Jeter checks it out um, you know Quid Suter shows him a good time
1: yeah oh I'm sure he will um, the other team that he owns, um, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, um, they're also Miami affiliate now. Um, so, and it, it, I think this is great for the for the city of Beloit, Honestly, keeping and keeping, you know, the team, new stadium downtown. It's totally it's uh, delayed by by quite a bit. Um, so I remember when I started with the Delmarva Shorebirds, the general manager told me that he had interviewed for the beloit snappers general manager position um so you know like 20 years ago and he said that they were talking about getting a new stadium then um so i mean that that shows you how long it's been in the works for for sure
0: yeah yeah i oh, mean i it's a herculean effort to 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 pull this off and again uh so appreciative of, of Quinn Stewart and Diane, Diane Hendricks for, for what they did. I actually listened up to um, Quinn Stewart on your podcast and I, I remember him talking about how this is the stadium is like the bookend to downtown. And he had this, he kind of walked through this example of, mm-hmm. of, of this bookend concept, you know, like his ideal downtown or something has like a, you know, one attraction at one end and then another attraction on the opposite end. And you kind of eat, and drink and meander all through the downtown and ABC supply stadium is now officially that, that, that bookend in his mind to, to Boyd's downtown revitalization. So, yeah, uh, and I just love that concept and I think about it a lot.
1: Yeah. So Ben, will you still support the team if they don't choose your idea of the Beloit
0: river rockers? Of course. Yeah. I'm i I'm a snappers fan for life and whatever the name is, isn't, isn't going to change that. We we want this rebrand to succeed just as much as anyone. I think people forget that sometimes we're on the same side. Um, why we're so concerned? One of the one of the five pro- proposed names will only cause, well, well let me say it another way. What we're so concerned about is is we think one of the five or one of these five names, yeah, it might have a, like a one or two year bump in merchandise sales, but we think that might be it. Um, we're worried local fans are are going to get stuck with a name they're they're just not that excited about and after that initial one or two year bump uh, what happens then uh as, as we wrote on our on our petition uh this week actually we think the great thing about the river rockers is that it always stays fresh so just like with a, a real life rock band new mascots can rotate in and out so if uh, you know, let's say Mr. Cheeseball gets stale after a while. You rotate in a, a new mascot. You, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's it's Skycarp gets stale. You rotate in a new one every five years. So it's like it just it creates this universe that is really timeless in a lot of ways. You can just always have this band and rotate in the casting characters whenever you need a bump in merchandise sales.
1: Okay, or or,
0: uh, or enthusiasm.
1: Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, so out of the the um, five names from Brandios, um, who I've also worked with on a personal and professional—well, not a per- personal, a professional level—when um, uh, the Delmarva Shorebirds rebranded to the Delmarva Scrapple for for one night. Um, so I, I have worked with those guys in the past. Um, so my favorite was the Supper Clubbers, and Interesting. Okay. I I think that screams Wisconsin. <laughs> um, I I love supper clubs. Um, the Butterfly Club in Beloit is oh, amazing. The Butterfly Club
0: is one of my favorite bars, not in Beloit, not in Wisconsin, in the entire world. Yes. Uh, it's like the coolest place. And if anyone is watching this or listening to this podcast right now and they're considering a trip to Beloit... Go to the Butterfly Club. Oh, it kicks
1: butt. The bar, the bar situation is awesome. The food is yeah. amazing. They were yeah. one of my clients when I worked for the Snappers, um, and I worked with Michael on a on a professional level. Um, he's one of the owners there, um, and yeah. oh, just we we always had our um, our staff Christmas party at the Butterfly Club. Um, yeah, so just. You know, great memories there as well. So I just so think the, I, his the,
0: name escapes me, but they have like a lounge singer there. Did he ever sing for you guys? They're, yeah, during your oh my, he's the best. he's oh, got. Yeah. He's got oh man, I don't even want to. It's tough to do it justice in a podcast, but it's something you gotta experience. But it's it's great entertainment. At the Yeah,
1: Club. so but I just think the the name Supper Clubbers screams Wisconsin. Um, sure. I don't know, and, and I think so, it would be intriguing for people yeah. you know, nationwide to, you know, what's a supper club, and then, you know, it just kind of goes from yeah. there,
0: but. Totally. Yeah, Wisconsinites uh, love supper clubs, and, and, and you know, we get it. We love eating at supper clubs, too. Um, as I mentioned, I love the Butterfly Club. Can't be any more. Yeah. Can't be any more serious about that, but, um, but I'm going to propose just to throw a, a different thing at you. Yeah. Um, yeah we're also... You know, close to middle aged white guys, and um, I feel like baseball already has kind of enough trouble attracting young and, and minority fans to the game. Absolutely. So, naming a hometown team after something that eh, might remind them of their of their grandparents, or or you know, if you're black or Latino, someone else's grandparents, yeah, um, yeah, that that could be a little problematic. Um, and, and just like with with Polka Pike, for example, I don't think supper clubbers makes long-term business sense for an organization interested in like growing its brand with, with the next generation. It's okay. Supper club is inherently a little bit stale, a little bit old, a little bit, uh, well, let's face it white. I mean, I'm not trying to be one of those guys, but it's just something I think to, to consider uh, for for the rebrand. Well,
1: I don't, I think, you know, kind of all the names are white, (laughs) quite frankly. Um, (laughs) but i I get what you're saying and and I do agree that you know baseball needs to get away from this this thought that it's only for for rich white people because mm-hmm. it's not um uh right. I mean you know besides the little latino players i I think on average i I worked in minor league baseball for eight years there was maybe one black guy on every team maybe that I worked mm-hmm. for each year um so i i do get what you're saying um and and yeah i just think i i just think all of the names that are available are are kind of white <laughs> uh, so
0: i don't know well yeah it's tough to argue i mean uh it, it is it, it is a little bit um we think that the river rockers has again opportunity for a lot of diversity because mm-hmm. let's let's flash forward Five years, you know, let's you. If you want, we want uh, a great African American uh, to, to join the band, uh, we can absolutely do that. A, a, a Latino band member, a, uh, a, a female, a you know, wh- whatever the case may be, um, it's, it can always change with the culture and the times. And mm-hmm. um, we think that's a really strong aspect of it.
1: Okay, very cool. And uh, so. What's your favorite memory at Pullman Field?
0: Yeah, so a, a couple of years ago, uh, actually, God, time flies. Almost, almost probably ten years ago now. Um, I uh, invited. I live in Minneapolis now, and I invited some of my uh, diehard Minneapolis or Minnesota Twins fans to come with me mm-hmm. uh, down to Beloit when they were affiliated with the Twins to see okay. to see a game, and. Um, So I, so I got in a car with a couple of my Minneapolis buddies and we, we flew down or drove down and, uh, met up with, with my dad and and my friends from, from Beloit. And we all sat in that, that right field area, uh, and, and probably collectively drank a a hundred Miller lights and, uh, the all you can eat deck. (laughs) What's
1: that? The all you can eat deck.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, Miguel Sano actually hit a grand slam that game, mm-hmm. and uh, my my buddy was was tweeting with uh, a local sports rep- reporter from Minneapolis, Lavelle Neal, and, and and Lavelle Neal retweeted him, and it was just the greatest moment of my buddy's life. He was so <laughs> excited, and uh, we just had we just had a really really good time, and uh, I always remember that because it was it was cool to see, Pullman Field through the eyes of uh, you know someone who's never experienced it before. Yeah, so it was it was a really good time.
1: Right. I have so many memories at Pullman Field, um, everything from pulling tarp at 2 a.m. to, um, stocking shelves, you know, late into the evening, um, to watching amazing, you know, baseball players and games, um, off the top of my head, I remember, um, oh man, I can't, I gotta look at his name real quick, um, but it was, it was a Dominican guy. His name was Michael. I remember that much. And, um, he was kind of on the edge of being released by, by the Oakland A's. Um, not a, not a bad player, just, you know, wasn't going to move up in the rankings. Um, and so they put him, they put him at the, at the, um, the nine spot in the batting order. And, um, I, I remember I think we were we were down we were down by two going into the bottom of the ninth and he was up to bat and he hit a three run bomb to to a walk off three run bomb and he was he was one of those guys that was like you know coaching first base because he wasn't in the lineup and like he he was in the lineup like once a week. At that, at that, you know, um, so I remember that much, and then I remember a game where Matt Chapman had, who's Golden Glove winner now, um, third baseman for the Oakland A's, he, I think he had six or seven RBI that game, um, you know, and it was, you know, just so many great players that, that came through there, um, I, you know, I know I named some to you, um, uh, Matt Chapman Matt Olson, uh, Michael Enoa Who last time I knew was Was pitching for the White Sox Um Renato Boswell. New What's that? I
0: think you said Boswell
1: Um So Maxwell Um Bruce Maxwell Uh well Boswell He was there a while ago Um But he, So Bruce Maxwell Um who, who uh, last time I knew was with the Mets. Um, Heath Philmeyer, who last time I knew was with Kansas City. Um, Boog Powell, um, who last time I knew he was back with the A's as well. Um, just so many, so many good players. Uh, Lou Trevino, who went to the same college as I did, um, Division II Slippery Rock University. Uh, shout out to Lou Trevino. He's he's a um, reliever for the A's now. Um, just so many awesome memories at Pullman Field. Like too, way too many to even you know remember. So um,
0: I'll bet yeah, it's a, it's a special place, no doubt about it. And uh, it's it's a it's a part of it's a part of the community. It's part of you. It's part of me. And and all you know, those memories will will always remain, which is which is the great part. But the cool thing is, I think we're as a community we're, we're ready for this new stadium um because as cool as pullman field was it, it definitely has limitations i mean for sure. to sure frank it was an outdated stadium um uh, but with abc supply stadium coming in to have a state-of-the-art uh brand new spanking stadium it's going to be absolutely incredible and i just simply cannot wait to experience it
1: it's gonna be amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna describe Pullman Field to everybody really quickly um, it wasn't much but but it was what Beloit had and you know we made it special um so it was literally like a high school field that was made into a minor league field um in the eighties um you know m- still metal bleachers um the box seats were were coming like out of the bleachers, like, falling out of the bleachers. The, uh, the press box was a trail, like, an elevated trail, single wide trailer that was at the top of the bleachers. Um, there's two party decks, um, you know, um, but, I mean, we had, we had so many beers on tap, like, I think at one point, I, I counted, there's 26 beers on tap, and, you know, even more in bottles, um, and and the uh players had to walk through the concourse to get to the field um and then the front office was attached to the clubhouses as well um in fact the front office shared a bathroom with the home beloit coaches um so yes there were a lot of things wrong with pullman field um but that doesn't Negate the fact that it was important to the city of Beloit. Still is, um, yeah. And that that's where families made memories, and where yep. professional baseball players came came through, and you know put their mark on Beloit and made it to the majors.
0: And mm-hmm. um, one of, well, I totally totally agree with with all of that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Major League Baseball has recently basically said, though, is hey, teams, no more sharing bathrooms, no more of this crap. Yeah. Uh, we, we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they did was Quinn Studer and, and team, they built ABC Supply Stadium to a T to MLB's specifications right. on, on what a stadium should be. So uh, you know, let's say MLB has a checklist of 100 things they want. Quinn Studer and, and, the, and, and the team – they built the stadium with every single one of those 100 yeah. checks marked. So I think it's, it's in 100% compliance with MLB. Love so it. Uh, I think people don't realize that, but it's like MLB is very, very happy with Quince Tudor and, and the organization.
1: Yeah, I mean, as we all are. I mean, really. So yeah. how do you feel about the new affiliation between Beloit and the Miami Marlins? I, w- I was personally like, so... You know, when I tell people I I worked for a team in Wisconsin and they say, oh, who are they affiliated with? And I say the Oakland A's. They're like, really? Why? Why was that? Um, And so I thought, you know, with the realignment of minor league baseball, that there may be a chance to get a, you know, a geographically closer affiliate for Beloit. But um, clearly that didn't pan out. And now they're affiliated with the Marlins. How do you feel about that?
0: I'm excited about it um, The Marlins are ranked as one of the top Organizations in the minor leagues mm-hmm. So a lot fans are going to see Really top talent And we didn't talk about how uh, it's, The team has also moved from single A to yes. IA so the, yep. the, the the quality of play Is going to be just that much higher mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the major league club actually The Marlins su- surprised a lot of people By making the playoffs last year and yeah. Derek Jeter is, is really building something special I also think it's going to be awesome to see the inevitable photos of Derek Jeter just hanging out in downtown Beloit oh, yeah. and uh, just having a good time. Those are going to be great photos. and for sure. uh, Obviously, like a full page to probably spread, and then the Beloit Daily News, you know, bump folds. It's going to be awesome seeing Derek Jeter in, in, in town. Um, but uh, the, the, the best thing is is Beloit's going to be joined by Quinn Studer's other team, the, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we see a lot of opportunity for cross-promotional stuff uh, Suter's mentioned giving away trips to the other team cities, for example. When uh, we're also really excited about Suter bringing his his ballpark Airbnb idea. to yeah. the point. that's a, a huge, huge success in um, for sure. in Florida, and it's like been picked up by the Today Show, and it's uh, it's a whole it's a whole big thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm excited. They do have one of the best farm systems in Major League Baseball. Um, and the people of Beloit are going to be seeing even better talent with them moving up to high A. Um, it's, it's going to be awesome, quite frankly.
0: Um, so, Ben, we do have some
1: listener questions here. Um, oh. So, let's see. This one is from Glenn. Okay, so basically what he's saying is the current ownership group has, has said for financially feasibility that the snappers need to change their name or else they will be unaffiliated or uh, College Wood Bat League, um, something like that, and w- w- and stay at Pullman Field. And why would why don't you let the team launch the rebrand at, as it is needed for the team's financial future and stay affiliated? Um, and then Glenn goes on to say. I defend this ownership group because of their donations to children's hospitals and kept staff employees through COVID. Um, So, so yeah,
0: appreciate, appreciate the question. There's, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, A lot of, a lot of, a lot of statements that, that Glenn is, uh, Glenn is making in that question all, all valid and all, all worthy of being discussed. I'll, I'll try to give it my, my best shot. Sure. Um, uh, we think that um, there are just better ways to do the rebrand, and and we we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We want them to stick the landing. Boyd River Rockers is about an idea that is a, a a win for both fans and ownership, and we think that uh, it's it's a smarter rebrand. So we don't want just change for change's sake. We want smart change. Okay. And what by having a a name that is proven out now at this point uh, to be really respected and uh, appreciated by the community, we have 500 plus supporters on mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, thousands of comments have poured in. We think we're providing a blueprint for this team to adopt. That's quite frankly gotten a lot more uh, positive feedback than, than the five proposals they came out with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we don't want them to rebrand that, uh, you know, we want them to, <laughs> I mean, in, in a lot of ways we want them to boost merchandise sales because that's an important merchandise. Uh, that's an important revenue stream oh, yeah. and, for any minor league team. So you mm-hmm. can't be sustainable if you don't have merchandise sales. So we totally respect that. So out of, out of the gate, we've always said, um, uh, let's give Snappy a makeover. And the community's always supported that. There's not really, I don't think anyone employed who doesn't think Snappy was ever overdue for a, for a dramatic sure. makeover. The logo right. was given, I don't think the logo's been changed since 95. So <laughs> yeah. we've always said that. Um, once we realized that it wasn't going to be changed, uh, or, or that they were adamant about changing, excuse me, we then pivoted to compromise and and we we just kept saying there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way um, so and we think we found it and and again as we've outlined in this in this podcast we we didn't just give him one new uh, mascot to sell we gave him five we right. gave a whole universe that they can sell like unlimited they're only limited by their imagination basically cuz there's okay. All the shirts with all the band members, all the opportunity. Uh, it, it, it could be a big big win and um, I, I don't want to ramble too much longer. there's a lot going on with that with that question, but uh, that's 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 our mindset.
1: Okay. okay. I, I do have you know two schools of thought here Well, um, so. I am on record when my Facebook account still, I could still log into it. I've been locked out for like three months now. There's no uh, customer support service with Facebook, so I guess I'm just locked out for the foreseeable future, but I had uh, maybe a few um, extra drinks one night, and um, speaking from my professional experience, um, you know, people were bashing on on the beloit snappers facebook posts like why would you ever change the name blah 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 blah. um so i was going back and forth with people one night and um so i am on record saying that um that i do agree that they should rebrand while i agree that your um idea is it's different um and it you know, it resonates with the, with the local people that grew up going to Beloit Snappers games. Um, so I wanted to say that. Um, but also, yes, the Snappers need a new makeover one way or the other. Um, if anybody that doesn't know, this logo was made in, I think it was 95 or 96. Um, and the the guy who created it was the cousin of the general manager for the snappers at the time
0: i'm glad you have that on record because that's been like stuff of legend and urban legend for me like i've always heard conflicting accounts i I i've always heard it was a family member of an employee or something like that so yeah needless to say that logo could use some 2021 love right uh, i I don't think anyone disagrees in fact (laughs) early on our petition we uh, we hired out a designer to come up with alternate snappy looks, and they are on our petition site. I mean, okay. people are free to check them out. Uh, but we yeah uh, we had a whole new updated snappy. He looked just totally modernized, and yeah, no, definitely definitely uh, due for a makeover.
1: Yeah, so so the guy the guy was I I guess he was a professional like graphic designer at that point in '95. Um, clearly, a lot of things have changed since then. Um, but he literally did did it for no money. He did it for his cousin, and all he wanted was like you know five t shirts with with the logo on it. That's all he wanted, and that's all he got too. And so, needless to say, that the Snappers logo and Snappy is outdated. Um, so I do agree that he needs a makeover, one way or the other. Um, yeah. So so I do agree with that aspect. Uh, we do have another listener question, and this is a long one too. Um, I I don't know this person's name, so um, okay. So we can we can do this in a couple different you know portions, of course. Um, so we'll go to the end of the first question. He says, "I personally think the River Rockers petition is a jackass thing to do when everyone with any experience knows how this will go." Um, this person said they listened to the Ben Hill podcast that uh, I had Ben Hill on um, a few episodes back. Uh, and he says, m- this person says, my question is where has this passion and energy been for the team before? Yeah.
0: So where, where has, okay. So it's a jackass thing to do. I guess I'll, will start at the top. Okay. Uh, yep. Obviously, obviously completely disagree with that. Sure. <laughs> uh, throughout this whole process, we've, We've always noted that we are so sincerely appreciative of of Quinn Studer. I almost can't – I say it in every single interview, can't say it enough. And I've told him that to his face – excuse me, over the phone uh, in in an hour-long, really cordial, friendly conversation Mm -hmm. uh, with him. Um, He says anyone knows how this will go. I'm I'm not exactly sure what he means by that. Um, uh, So I
1: think what he's saying is that um, when I had Ben Hill on my show – um that ben hill said what i said earlier it that rebrands don't always um you know people have backlash about them at first but then they grow to love them i think that's what he's saying
0: okay okay sure well, I mean, to tell that to the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Uh, it did, didn't work out too well for them. Um, so there are instances, which we've outlined earlier in this mm-hmm. podcast, of, of, of it not going well. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to call, call that out. Um, I also just want to stress, I can't stress this enough, we're on the same team. We're, mm-hmm. There's no one in our movement or nothing we've ever said publicly that, that doesn't say we're on the same team all we're trying to do is we're basically wanting to help them stick the landing. Uh, we just want them to be successful. So we're providing tons of great alternatives uh, for them to consider and alternatives that, quite frankly, are getting a lot more positive feedback than what they've proposed. So I struggle to, to accept the fact that we're being jackasses. I, I think we're providing a lot of, quite frankly, free advice that they um, might, might want to consider giving some thought. Okay. Where's the passion and energy been before? I mean I don't know how much more more passionate I can be. I, I've grown up attending the games. I've worked at the worked at the, for the team myself. I, I go to games whenever I, I visit. Um, and when I when I saw the outpouring of negative feedback from from the community, uh, I, I wanted to provide a voice for them. I don't think that's being a jackass at all. I think that's um, providing a voice for the community.
1: Okay. And so the second part of this question is, why only when the team takes positive steps and follows a process that has worked on dozens of markets, did this group arise?
0: Yeah. So it has worked uh, in in other markets. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll never say that that it hasn't, But as we've said now multiple times throughout the podcast it also has not worked in other markets and we don't want to become that uh if the team came out with five names that did not receive uh 95 negative feedback i wouldn't be here but when the team comes out with moo which we feel is a tired stereotype it kind of makes it seem like everyone in wisconsin grew up on a dairy farm uh when they come out with Polka Pike, Cheeseball, Sky Carp, Supper Clubbers—names that we feel are, are really subpar. We're going to step in and, and try to course correct. And we think having a, a rock band team is so unique s- s- with so much opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: saves snappy. It gives tons of great new merchandising opportunities. We think that's going to be a uh, a real br- real big win. And uh, again, sticking the landing is what we're all about.
1: Okay. Very cool. Um, and then the last part of this question is: Also, why has the organizer been liking posts that disparage the ownership group that has literally saved baseball in Beloit? I don't, I don't know anything about that. But
0: yeah, I, I don't know anything about that either. Uh, I wish I did. I could comment a lot more thoughtfully, but no one that I know uh, on our team is is liking posts that disparage. Uh, anything of the sort uh, we are consistently 100% of the time always appreciative of, of everything Mr. sewer is bringing and we are always uh, and we are in immense uh, well I'll say we respect the hell out of all the community building that mm-hmm. Quinn Sewer has done both in Pensacola as well as uh, our area in, in, in the Rock County area
1: okay for sure um, so where can the listeners find you and the Beloit River Rockers movement on social media and
0: online? You can follow us at Beloit Rockers on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's at Beloit Rockers. In addition, we have the Save Snappy Petition which is located on change.org. So a quick Google search, save snappy change.org, something, something like that. And our petition will spring right up. And from there, you can read all of our various updates uh, that we've posted periodically every couple days for the last several months. And if you'd like to add your name to the petition, you'll be automatically uh, updated every time we post.
1: Okay. Very cool. And so you've listened to a couple episodes and you grew up going to Beloit Snappers games. What was your favorite walk-up song from a player? And who's what?
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. Um, I actually don't really even remember the walk-up music that that uh, the players had, which is like shocking because I, I'm, I'm actually an amateur musician myself. I'm an okay. musician, and, and it seems like something... I would, I would remember. Um, I do remember it, like in terms of like like major league players, but I don't really, really remember. I, probably because I was too busy working, or I was I was out getting drunk in right field, and <laughs> I, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. But um, my all-time favorite snapper is is uh, Prince Fielder, mm. and uh, I just I loved loved his swing. I loved his size. I loved just everything about him, uh, and. and I know in the majors, one, one thing that I really liked about him was he he came uh, for a while. He was his walk-up music was was Mozart classical music. He mm. came up to a Requiem in D minor, I think it was called. Okay. And and another cool thing he did was uh, he came up to bat uh, to a siren, which I think is really cool because he said <laughs> I think he said something along the lines of, you know I. I walk-up music was a siren because i just i wanted to let people know trouble was coming which i I think it's 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 so cool nice i I love that guy but uh yeah how about you
1: oh man um so in my minor league baseball career i've downloaded and edited so many walk-up songs it's ridiculous (laughs) um they all kind of just like stick together
0: what uh, were some of the more of
1: the most memorable one to you? Uh, in Beloit, or, or yeah, all in, the, Beloit, in Beloit, in Oh yeah. man, <laughs> um, what's that? Uh, I'm trying to think here. I re, I remember um, when Matt Chapman joined the team after um, his college season. I asked him what he wanted his walk up song to be, and he was he had never played professional baseball before and he said he said oh i get a walk-up song i said i said yeah and he said do all the other guys have them and i was like (laughs) i was like yeah dude and he's like okay uh let me get back to you after bp and i was like okay um and then i do i can't remember the name of the song but i remember it was in april and it was very cold um, there was almost no fans in the stands, of course. Um, and so I had Jay Flick up there in the press box with me, Josh Flickinger, um, and you know, everybody else who was just, you know, either the official score or the scoreboard guy, um, there, there might've been one reporter maybe, I don't remember. Um, but I, I remember, um, Oh, gosh, what was that guy's name? Uh, I can picture him. He's, oh, Trace Lair was was the guy's name. Um, and he requested this rap song. And so, but he, he gave it to me as gates were opening. So anybody that's familiar with computers, audio, um, So I was playing music when, you know, as the gates were opening. um, So there's some background music, you know, that kind of stuff, while people are buying their hot dogs and their beers and that kind of stuff. Um, And so I just downloaded... I went on YouTube and I looked up the clean version of this song and I downloaded it and I just put it to the starting marker where he he said, you know, start it at 15 seconds or whatever. And um, so... It's about the second inning, and um, somebody comes up to me and, and says, does, it, does that song cuss? And I said, no, I downloaded the, the clean version. They said, oh, okay. And the game goes on a little bit, and it's probably the fifth inning now. And um, Josh Flickinger comes up to the press box, and he says, Bobby, that's not the clean version of that song. And, uh, and I was like, Really? And so, of course, it came up again again in probably the 7th or 8th inning. And I listened to it closely this time and almost nobody in the stands. And I was like, yep, sure, that definitely is not the clean version of that song. Um, I don't remember what song it was, but it was a rap song. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't do it on, like, Fireworks Night or something when there's uh, a thousand people in the stands.
1: And I do remember what's what's the like the most popular imagine dragon song it was matt olson i think it was thunder oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah yeah so so matt olson he he was the first person in my mind um because i worked at the ballpark all the time to have thunder by imagine dragons um now that happened quite a few times throughout my minor league baseball career but he was the first one i remember that much
0: Very cool. That, that's that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. No. I, uh, I in the majors, though, I, I would think about this a lot. I'd be like, "Man, why? You, why do you have such a lame song? You got mm-hmm. thirty-five thousand people in this in this stadium, and that's you're going you're going to the plate listening to Miley Cyrus. Like, really? That's right you I would always always try to struggle with that, fantasize about being a player on my own, and the cool things that I could do. And that's again to bring it back to Prince Fielder, I, I always thought he did. He he did cool things with his walk up music, yeah. uh, like using classical music or just a, a siren sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely a fun guy for sure. He was on that Snappers team with um, Ricky Weeks um, yeah. and um, Tony Gwen Junior. Tony Gwen Junior. And um, not a lot of people know this, but the guy that won the Bachelorette, Josh Murray. Um, he won the bachelorette back when I was in Beloit still because we made a promotion about it. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, lots of stars that came through Beloit. But yeah, I just want to thank you, Ben, for taking the time to come on the Pulling Tart podcast. And I think this was a good conversation. Um, we don't have to agree 100%. But I'm certainly open to your idea and and what you had to say, um, and I think the listeners will as well. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much, and um, go Beloit. Yeah, let,
0: let, seriously, yeah, and that's that's what we we gotta remember is that we're all on the same team, and uh, people give us you know a little bit of grief sometimes for thinking we're 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 we're, we're basically making things more difficult and and that's not what we want to do we want beloit to be successful uh we want this team to win we want this team to be around for a long time we want to be financially viable we want the fans to love it uh we want to make Quint's life easier not harder right um we uh we really are just all about beloit and making this a success and I, i want people to know and understand that and uh uh, we're just so thankful for everyone's support, and we're so thankful for you, Bobby, for for allowing us this opportunity to to tell our story on your podcast.
1: Absolutely, man. Anytime, and uh, you know I hope to get out to Beloit to visit the new stadium, uh, no matter what they're called. Um, meet my friend. Absolutely. My, meet my friend Quint who uh, has been a guest on this podcast. Um, reunite with uh, my friend Dennis Connerton, um, oh, who, yeah. who is my boss for. A long time um and then you know if you're if you're there uh meet yeah. you as well of course um yeah That'd i agree i can't i can't wait to you like word words can't describe how much i want to go back to beloit and i never thought i'd say that um wow. <laughs> but but yeah, to go it's back getting
0: cooler and cooler since you left it's getting cooler, cooler i know
1: there's a, there's a new brewery down there there's new restaurants new bars I just really want to go back and, and visit Beloit. And um, I'm pretty sure the um, bartenders at The Rock still know my drink order. Um, oh, awesome. So, so, you know, shout out to the entire city of Beloit um, yeah. and and welcome this, this uh, Let, new stadium. Let's try to work
0: it. Yeah. Let's try to work it so you, me, Quint, uh, Dennis, and Derek Jeter can go out, uh, on some sort of crawl, we can do the rock, we can do yes. Houston's, we can do, uh, the, you know, sushi or something, downtown strip, uh, whatever, but you try to work. I think you got a lot more pull than I do with those people. So, uh, <laughs> if I could kindly request that you set up that meeting, I'd appreciate
1: Okay. That. I, I will, I'll see what I can do, but yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. Um, this is a great conversation. Um, like I said, we don't have to agree, you know one thousand percent with each other, but but again, I, I do think this is a great conversation. And um, you know just appreciate your passion for for Beloit baseball and the city of Beloit in general.
0: Thanks, Ben. and I, I appreciate you uh, putting together this great podcast and, and keeping at it. it's 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 awesome. and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with Quint and you had a lot of other great episodes too. So thanks.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ben.
0: You've listened to the Pulling Tart Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.